On Second Shot, we tackle two new headlines every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And we want you to be a part of that. When you see a headline you want to take a second shot at, or if you're looking for advice, or just want to tell us what you think of the show, email us at secondshotcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, rate us on iTunes. This helps us move up in the ratings so more people will see us. And if you want to hear more, subscribe to the show so that the new episodes will get straight to you every single Friday. We love you. Thanks for listening and enjoy. There's a lot of news in the world today. News that might surprise you, startle you, upset, or maybe impress. News that's not always for the faint of heart. That's why the man who failed his way to success, Heath Oaks, is stepping up. Tackling today's headlines with ignorance on fire in a way only a millennial mogul can. Take off your sport coat, grab a beer, and enjoy the conversation. This is Second Shot with your host, Heath Oaks. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer <laughs> had a very shiny nose. Man, that was bingo. We didn't even plan that. That opening, was yeah. pound it, man. It's true. Oh, it there was great. no conversation was that no, preceding this episode. There was no conversation, you but just that we just did that. Like nice We just moves. made that happen. Good melody. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, it. yeah. You know, because Christmas coming up, you know. It is the be, season. Yeah. You have to be jolly. Mm-hmm. We got Marisol here again. What's up, Marisol? What's up? Thanks for having me again. And then Zach and Matt always. Heath, how's it going? How's, how's your Christmas spirit? It's great. I'll be in, uh, actually, I'll be in Idaho when this is released and hopefully be doing some snowboarding right. and everything, which is great. We get to go to my wife's in Idaho and like her family's great and you know gets to actually be around mountains with snow, probably a snow Christmas day. We don't get a lot of those down no, here, do no, we? No. Yeah, what's the weather like in Idaho this time of year? Is it pretty Cold miserable? Cold and miserable. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's great because you don't, I, don't, I don't get a lot of that, right? Right. So get to go enjoy it. Snowboard in the mountains, do stuff like that. My wife is like... She was like a snowboard instructor, so she's like phenomenal. She really? makes me look really stupid. Oh, wow. But she taught me, you know, on our honeymoon, you know, kind of how to do it. I mean, she obviously grew up around snow and all that. I didn't, I obviously did not get to grow up around snow. Right. So, we get snow like every three years. Yeah, like we were, when we were on our honeymoon and, and I was sitting there literally tumbling down the mountain and she comes by just doing the little, <laughs> you know, the real, like, and, and going backwards, like, hey, hun, come on. And I'm up going, just tumbling down, cussing, screaming. Yeah. Like, happy honeymoon. Just pissed <laughs> off at everybody. That's right. You it's, know, you're probably one of those, like me, you're probably one of those grass is greener kind of Texans. Like, we love snow. So yeah. that was great because we never had to really live in it a whole lot. Yeah, like, I yeah. know people up north, they hate it. It's yeah. the worst, but I, I, I dig it. Marisol, where are you going to be when this is out? Um, I'll be at home with my family, All hanging right. out. Hosting, yeah. Hostess with the mostest. Mm-hmm. I will be with either one of my, either my family or my significant other family. Family. I'm still in that weird phase in my relationship because I we're not quite there yet, but we're getting there. Um, where I don't know if you worked the, out the holidays. Which house do you go to? How do you? Or do work you that out? because are you are you just you're not like engaged or anything like that? So yeah. It's kind of like yeah. So I know, it's not I officially that. an obligation yet. Yeah. I mean it is though. But I mean, how long it, y'all been yeah. together? A long time. I got. I got to start making some moves. Here. Oh, I got to start making okay. some things happen. So you've been. Yeah. yeah so you've been. I've been, how I've been long? slacking. How long? How long? Oh, I'm almost ashamed to he say. What? Say, Tell me. Seven years. Oh Whoa. my. High school sweethearts. Oh. I know. I'm nuts about this girl. That's exactly. I got to do something about this. I know. It's yeah, time. I think yeah. I got to. Tis the season. I'm feeling jolly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You get cozy with the ones you love. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Enough about <laughs> okay, me. Okay. So no. 
Y'all are not in that weird spot in your relationship, no. by the way, when you've been seven years. So no, get that out of your mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, those are obligations by this point. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah. All right. Well. There's no weird spots. It I don't, is need, I don't need, the, yeah, I don't, I need the whole studio to tell me I'm doing it <laughs> yeah. wrong. Well, you just did. The that point, just the point is I will either be in Houston or Fort Worth <laughs> on the day, yeah. one or the other. But yeah, I'll, I'll be somewhere. So, you know, we just thought this next headline was such a Christmas story. <laughs> Because everybody gets really jolly during it's the true. holidays. It's true. Gives you a warm, yes. fuzzy feeling. Yeah, so this is, I just saw this and about died laughing. I mean, I thought it would be perfect. So, so read us this headline, Zach. Florida opossum found drunk after liquor store break-in. <laughs> and there's literally a, a picture of a possum with a bottle of liquor. A little, little bottle of absolute and or something And this is legit. There. This is not us lying. This is a real story. No, from Walton Beach, Florida. An opossum that apparently drank bourbon after breaking into a Florida liquor store sobered up at a wildlife rescue center and was released unharmed uh on an, on november 24th a liquor store employee found the animal next to a broken empty bottle of bourbon when they showed up in the morning apparently over the evening uh the opossum had slipped in through a hole in the roof got through the rafters uh tipped a bottle of liquor onto the ground fell now next to it and drank the whole freaking thing <laughs> merry Cr- and a happy new year and a happy new year <laughs> you think he's dreading the holidays oh man i mean did his wife just leave him what happened to him and this is such a Florida. St- I lived in Florida, and I loved Florida. But this is such a Florida story. Oh, like, that's true. like, do the craziest things not come out of Florida? Like, if you hear the most random, weirdest stuff, it's like Florida crazy. Is like that's what happens. Something it's always crazy in Florida. But like, this possum had it rough to break in and just lay there and chug the bourbon all night. That's oh, when man. I said to his wife, "Leave him." What happened? <laughs> <laughs> to, to wrap the story really quick before before we get into it, uh, the, the possum's okay. After apparently two days of flushing him with fluids and <laughs> IVs and who knows that what, is great. he didn't have a hangover. He's all right. The, the possum made it. No animals were harmed in the making of this episode. That is absolutely hilarious. Oh, I, it's fantastic. Wouldn't you love to see a video of the in-store happened. cam of There's him gotta like be a security tipping it camera, over yeah, there? Of, of that possum just drinking it and then just falling over yeah. like, and just lays there the rest of the night? And then it's like when he came to, he's still just laying in the bourbon, so he just keeps drinking it. You know, <laughs> he, he went straight he, for the hard stuff. No, like, beer, the, nothing. Yeah. Straight liquor bourbon. Oh, that's the that's the way to go. He had knocked down the whole bottle and came to in the drunk tank, right? Like <laughs> yes. <that's>, right. <laughs> the tale is old the time. Like, yes. oh, man. What did this I do last night? Yeah. I went to jail already. Woke up at the wildlife reserve. Like, oh, no, they found me. <laughs> <laughs> they got me. They got me. Oh. oh in Florida. All crazy stuff happens in Florida. It's true. Now it's a very hilarious story, and I laughed, and I thought it was—I I thought it was a joke at first, and I realized it, it was actually a real story, and I laughed. But something I kind of—I was looking at it, and, and I thought, talk about possums. You know, possums play dead. You know, that's kind of the whole thing. You know, oh, you look—you're playing possum, right? Because if you come around, a possum will play dead, so you'll kind of keep going on, right? And so when you think about possums, and you kind of think about that, a lot of times. Um, Especially with the holidays coming up, we, we always tend to want to exaggerate our issues and, and kind of play dead with our issues, I think. You know, so um, whether out, you're sitting there around, uh, around your buddies or whatever and you just go and you just want to, you know, griping about your wife just because that's kind of what the guys do, you think. And, you know, sit rather than exaggerate it all about how horrible it is, you gripes at me and or you sit around and, oh, I'm so tired, I work so much and, and I ain't got no time for this. I don't got no time for that when... And then, you know, everybody exaggerates that, really plays, you know, I say play possum, really. They're just playing possum with making themselves feel all that way. Um, and kind of what that does to your psyche. 
What are your thoughts on the story and what what that does? I think, you know, you can talk yourself into a funk. You can talk yourself into what the day is going to look like. But I think when you start kind of saying how busy you are, you start to believe it. Yeah. And you could be doing a whole lot of nothing and not a lot of whole lot of nonproductive things throughout the day. Because but but in your head, because you've painted the picture that you're so busy, your mind starts to believe it. Yep. So. And, and if you're sitting there griping about not having enough of this, not having enough of that, then you you believe yourself. Right. Instead of being grateful and, and having a heart of gratitude, yep. you go the other direction. It's all about mindset. You know, Zig Ziglar would say in some of his uh, some of his stories um, that I would always listen to, he would go, you know, look, when people go, positive, positive thing can't fix everything. You're correct. But it's everything's going to be a little bit better. And he goes, look, if I'm if I had a heart attack and I need heart surgery, I don't want the surgeon coming in that's going, that, that is uh, not a surgeon. He's a, let's just say he's a firefighter, but he's the only one around. And going, you know what? I really believe I can do this heart surgery. I, no, no, no. I would rather somebody just some real skill, not just positively thinking they can do heart, sur- heart surgery on me, right? Yeah. Uh, but positive thinking will, is always better than stinking thinking. Absolutely. We'll always be better than that. And what we, I think we get, we got to be careful about what we tell ourselves. I don't think we understand, in your, and people always say, well, I'm just joking. But when you say it over and over, like I used to wonder, think when the, being around the people that would be around the guys that would go, that would gripe about their wife, and they would always be like, "Oh, I'm just joking, just kind of sitting around with boys." But if you say that over and over, you yep. start believing that. Oh yeah, totally. You know what I mean? Where where I I try to make it a point that no matter what it was, like I always am going to be speaking positive affirmations about my wife and my relationship. Where I mean, no matter if I'm around a five guys that are all talking bad, I'm going to be the one that's going to be speaking the positive affirmation. Uh, to try to change that stereotype that it is. Because when you think it, then you, you start doing it. it. Absolutely. But think about having those conversations with the guys, yep. right? And you walk away. When you turn around and talk to your wife, nine out of ten times, you're going to have a stinky attitude. Yep. Just because of what you walked out of. Yep. Um, and I think that happens a lot today in society is people feed their, you're supposed to be busy. Work is supposed to be horrible. Yeah. And when you're on the other side of it, people think you're crazy. Yeah. They but act- it's not. But it doesn't have to be, right? No, absolutely not. Because it bleeds into your life. Yes. If you're happy and and you're in a positive state of mind, it feeds into your personal life. It feeds into your work life, and so you forth. You can't keep playing dead. You know. You can't. You can't keep laying there and playing possum with, always saying, "Oh, I'm so tired. Oh, I'm so, I'm so, uh, um, um, exa- I'm working so hard. I don't have time." You know, you do. You got to start saying, "I do have time." I know a lot of the people that are listening to will go, "Yeah, I'm sure you really do that." I really do, and and I know a lot of people think it's corny, but honestly, the positive talking of that, whether you're joking here and there or not, it honestly makes a massive difference. Do you have any aspects where you've had that kind of change with you that you've done before, or after that it kind of really you saw it when you really took a hold of that? Absolutely, and I can even tell you now, like getting back in the the groove of things since I had Luna. Yeah. Um, you know, I got some out of some of those habits because I was sleeping later because yep. my, my sleeping patterns were off. But even here lately, getting back up earlier in the morning to listen to mm-hmm. my positive podcast, mm-hmm. do some reading in the morning, it really has shift me back into, okay, I'm back on this horse. Let's do this. I'm ready to achieve greatness. But it, it does have a, a profound effect on your mindset. And understand, you, you, there's times you could probably be around me that I'm going to have some negative this thing well, to sure, say. Sure, you're okay? only human. I'm, I'm, I'm human. So right. I want to make that very clear, but I want to understand this. I want everybody to understand this is 70% of the time I'm not making those mistakes and I can tell you this 70% of the time if you hit it right you're going to kill it you're going to be such a different person 
why not start, you know, what I want to do is I want to challenge the men to start being the men talking positive about their wives, to start doing that. Instead of being the guys that sit around that, that, that literally just will gripe and bitch because that's kind of what the guys do. Like, no, why don't we just start, why don't, why don't there be more of us that are changing that, that culture, that, that counter mindset, that it's cool to have a great wife and a great life in a great relationship with your wife. Like, that's cool. I just challenge everybody to be more positive this year. Yeah. Challenge everyone to be more positive, leave from a grateful heart type of thing, mm-hmm. stop complaining, uh, because that gets you anywhere, nowhere, um, yep. complaining. complaining. Um, but just... And going take- into this season, you got, there's a lot of people have anxieties or any of that, you know, coming into it. Just Absolutely. Be, start, be, be right now on this Friday, leading up to Christmas Eve and all that. Just start thinking positive. If you have those family situations that are tough and all that, don't dread them. Start thinking of the great things about it all, and I promise you, it'll make a big difference. I can I can guarantee you, it will definitely be better than you being in the stinking thinking, as I call it. It's funny. My pastor about a month and a half ago was talking about the holidays and being grateful and and actually going in with a grateful heart when you're going into these holiday events because it it does freak a lot of people out and a lot of people spin into this negative thing because we all have this family member we don't necessarily have that great but just to learn to serve right and Mm -hmm. everybody has their reasons why they act the way that they do but turning it from the other way of everybody has their reason for why the way but they're a part of our family come with a loving heart during the holidays because it changes the dynamics and it makes it easier to be around others don't be the possum and end up in the drunk tank this year, okay? So we're going to come up here in a second to the second segment of Second Shot. Come right back after this. He's a suit and tie kind of guy with deep southern roots. Heath Oaks hosts more of Second Shot coming up on RNCN. To all of my friends in the great state of Texas, if you have not taken advantage, I have a way to save you a ton of money. I have saved over about $3,000 in the last year, and I have no hassle. Go to energyogre.com, put in the promo code Second Shot. Now listen, promo code Second Shot, and you're going to get a free month just for signing up and saving a ton of money. So don't be crazy. Stop sitting around talking about is this the real deal, and go do it right now. Energyogre.com, promo code Second Shot in a free month. Thanks. Go get it now. Run. Ready? Aim. Fire. Second Shot is back for another round on RNCN. It's always kind of weird because Zach has got me thrown off here because he doesn't have the intro music playing beforehand. You know, he's doing right. all the editing, and so it's like, uh, do I go, do uh, I, do uh, I speak? say yes, no? And I'm torn here because on the one hand, since, we're not, since we don't have it, it's going to sound perfect. Like, right as we finish talking, it's going to be like, come back with more Second yeah. Shot right after this. Like, it'll sound real tight, but you're right. It's not quite it as It kind of throws me off a little a bit. A little bit, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I know what you mean. It's just an odd silence. And besides the fact that I can't really hear in my ears still, because my ears still haven't popped, because when, when I'm sick, like, I, like, I honestly can't hear myself very well. I feel like you yeah. just got off an airplane. I do, yeah. <laughs> For two days in a row. <laughs> For two or three days in a oh, row. Oh, I'm so sorry. I can't yeah, stand that. Stinks. That is the worst feeling when you get on off. When you oh get on yeah, the the airplane jet turbulence. I'm, I'm gonna tell you this. We're gonna look like the Clampets um, getting on on the airplane going to Idaho. We got uh, taking Charlie, my dog, and we have Brighton, Jenny, myself, and I got us first class seats. We're piling up in first class with our dog, our baby, and all that. 
Like, it is going to be absolutely hilarious. Well, you're doing it right, man. I, I've been on so many planes, like, you know, in, in the back economy, co- you know, coach, and there'll be some baby back there wailing. Like, at least first class, you're doing it right. Like, you're, you're laying like, out look, all the stuff. If we're going to have yeah. the dog, the baby and all, I'm getting the room. I'm getting the room. Yes, you, you got to be comfortable. Everybody in first class is going to hate us. <laughs> We're literally going to look like the Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> Whatever, it's the holidays, you know. It's the holidays. I'm, I'm probably going to wear shorts with my boots just to, you know, exaggerate. You mean oh, you're not going to wear your matching suit? Beverly Hillbilly style. You're not going to wear your matching suit? Clay, come to go. Go, go socks and flip flops. Yeah. Just oh lean, yeah. Lean right into that. Going yeah, to Idaho. Jenny really hates that. <laughs> Does she? Do you do that too? All the time. It's such a. It's such a. Just around the house. I mean, I don't go out. It's just I just don't. Do you know that my my fifteen year old son does that? Yes, and his fifteen year old son is cool. Bananas. Because he's cool. Drives me bananas. You just wish you were as cool as. No, I I will make him like if he tries to go across the street. If he tries to leave the house like that, Mm. Jonathan, if you're listening, Jonathan, keep doing it, buddy. You're cool. I told him to take his socks off. You're not going anywhere like. We need to get officially licensed socks. You're on the cool Second second shot. Yeah. All right. So this this other story. This is something interesting. Google reveals their most popular searches of 2017. I'm always fascinated by Google Google search terms of the year. This one is a video article, so I'm just going to let it play, and we'll uh, we'll talk about it after, I guess. Google is like Santa Claus. It sees every move you make, and thanks to that tracking, we now know the top search terms in the United States for 2017. Hurricane Irma comes in first place. The storm wreaked havoc throughout the Caribbean and Florida, sending people to Google to find out more. The second most searched term is also the most searched person. In the year of the sexual predator and misconduct, Matt Lauer holds this distinction. And rounding out the top three is Tom Petty after he passed away. While most of the top Google terms are tragic events or sex offenders, there were a few positive items that made the list. Meghan Markle was the second most Googled person of the year. As the soon-to-be American princess, it was the good news people needed. Who can forget the once-in-a-lifetime solar eclipse that went across the USA? I can't help but wonder how Donald Trump feels about being left off the list completely, while his wife Melania was number seven on the list of most searched for people. Two things. One, love the music. Yeah. Two, I totally forgot about the solar eclipse. <laughs> <laughs> Who can forget? I did. I totally forgot I actually, that happened. I actually did, too. I, I thought yeah. it was an extreme letdown, honestly. I went out and looked at it. <laughs> wasn't highly impressed. <laughs> I wasn't that that impressed. Like three out of ten wouldn't watch again. Like who yeah. cares? <laughs> yeah. I think the biggest thing that stuck out to me with that was that how many people were googling horribly horrible like bad news. Bad it, news. It, but yeah. there'll be the, all the same people that go, "Well, I don't watch news because it's not positive." No, you do. You look it up because the majority of the world wants the negative stuff. Absolutely, they do. Unfortunately. Yeah, we have a morbid curiosity with with negativity. I think. It, why is that? You know. I don't know. I, 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 why is everybody drawn to the consistent negativity and feeding mind? Like, you know, Marcus, do you have times or have you got? Can can you show any explanations of when maybe in your life oh, over a time that were there times that you were on one side of the fence and you moved to the other and kind of how those did or, or or were there any times that maybe that can relate to maybe some of the people that they've been in? Like, a, have you... Like a negative mindset? I don't know. Have you always been the person that, that was no. uh, reading positive, doing all those no. things? Doing, no. So and I grew happened? up in a household. This is a funny thing. So I grew up in a household with my grandparents. Yeah. And my grandparents still to this day, they're, they're, they're older and elderly. They don't get out of the house much. They're 88 mm-hmm. and 89. But I have a hard talking time talking to them these days. I love them, but all they do is watch TV. 
So they live in this bubble that's extremely negative. Mm -hmm. And I remember through the years growing up now, as I look back and reflect in regards to how negative that was and the negative thinking and, oh, don't leave the house and don't make that career move. I mean, it was, I can think back of how that, to now where it's just like, I I have to contain that because I know how I've fed my brain and and the direction. So why did that change for you? How, How did, how did that happen to where maybe others that are kind of sitting in those similar situation can maybe start making the switch instead of looking for the negative news to go into the positive aspect. I think it was who I surrounded myself with, quite honestly. It was, hey, read this, or hey, read this, you may like it. And the more I kind of ingrained myself in it, the more I did. So the less less I wanted to hear any of the negative stuff to the point, now I'll read headlines, but I kind of contain that. I don't don't watch the news a lot just because of that mere fact. I don't like all the negativity. See, and I'm one of those that I, I, I can I can I can listen to all of that, I can see all that, but like my forefront foundation is feeding my mind of, of the the things of learning to learn and here the biggest thing is learning and growing in general. Absolutely. I believe that learning and growing in, 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 in all facets of your life spin off of positivity. I I can promise you that if you're sitting there in spots where you're not when you're down, you're not growing in any areas. Like um, when, whenever I was, when I became, wanted to become a pilot and I was trained to be a pilot and nothing to do with my job. Right. Right. But I was fueled with ideas and things out in, in, in my job because I was so ingrained in learning that too, because there were so many things. It was just thinking, Oh my God, the wind and the taking off and, and, and kind of the, uh, autonomy, the things that, that just ran across, um, it fueled me in all aspects of my life. So I, I honestly believe that growing in all kinds of ways fuels your whole life. Absolutely. I think when you volunteer, I think when you read a book, when you listen to a podcast, yes, it's to it's to gain more than anything, it's to spark new inspiration in your life. Yep. That kind of gets your mind going in different directions just due to listening to whatever that person's going through or Oh yeah, no, that that's a kicker. It really is. I mean, um uh, you can sit there and find a negative in in, in everything. And you can sit there and say that all the stuff that people talk about and we do here that it's all corny. Or you can do it and try it and see if it makes a difference. You know? Sit around bash it all day or try it. Try something different. Sure. And 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 when I look at it we and we sit here and we search all these things and we and you don't really realize it's all of those little bitty things that you feed yourself with, um, that it turns into that snowball of that's who you become. And it can be easy, I feel like, to get carried away with this stuff to think to yourself, well, you know, you can, you can look up somebody like Matt Lauer and go, wow, that's that's rough for him. At least I don't have that in my life. My life is so much better. And that might make you help you sleep at night thinking, okay, well, I'm good and other people are bad. I'm okay. But yeah. really all it does is put you on a scale with people you shouldn't want to be on a scale with. You shouldn't want to compare yourself to people like that. You shouldn't hold yourself up to some kind of imaginary standard for your own I don't know, self-vindication, uh, well, like for no reason well, other than to make yourself feel good? It goes back to if you just live your truth, you don't have to worry about it. No, not at all. You know, like, like you know, how horrible was it about the videos with Matt Lauer coming out of him, you know, him him, him um, interviewing uh, a Bill O'Reilly about sexual harassment and, like, grilling him about it. And it's like... And you turn around and he's doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah it's like, yeah. just live your truth. Live your truth and don't worry about others' truths. You know, you can only worry about yourself, right? Like, and I think I, I, I love that just living the truth, like who you are and staying facet to it. And, and you know, we go back whenever I was asking you about that. I, I, I do agree, like who you, 
have around you makes the most massive difference in the world. Absolutely, it does. Like, and and sometimes you'll go and understand this is just an excuse. So if you say, "Well, I, that's my job. All those people suck." Okay, and, you know, Ziegler said um, in one of these stories he had, he talked about this lady that come up talking about how she hated her job, hated her job. And he said, "Well, what what's some good things about it?" Well, I just told you I hated everything about it. Suck. Um, all the people suck. Everything sucks. He goes, "Where well, you get? Yeah, are you getting paid? Yeah, I'm getting paid. I'm actually getting paid pretty well. You have benefits. Yeah, I got benefits. So, so those are two good things." Okay, well, I didn't think about that. And he said, so what I want you to do is write down 20 things that are good about it. And, you know, you got paid. You know, you got sick days. You got a holiday. You got a, a place to sit. They, they give you free pins, right? You get to get a lunch break. Like, look for the small things to be grateful for with it. And say them to yourself every morning before you get up. He said six months later at an event, she was there, and, he, and she called. You'll never believe how all those people changed down there. You know, when it was purely just her mindset changed. It wasn't that everybody else changed. It was just that that she wasn't looking for the negative in them all the time. One of the biggest things that we do in our lives is we need to be more careful about who we let sit at the table with us. Absolutely. Oh, it, yeah. It, it makes a big difference. I mean, I'll tell you in the last few years, who sits at my table is so different. Mm -hmm. But what I've accomplished personally and professionally is has, different. has made a big impact, and it bleeds on into other facets of your life yep. when you are mindful of who sits at the table with you. It is. Uh, Robert Halbert was the one who always said that, who, who, who you let sitting at your table and hold your fork, you know? And it is so funny that we let people at times, we will let people in our ear and give us advice that are people we don't want to be like. Like, think about that. If you'll think about it, you'll go, so-and-so is always negative and stopping me. Well, do you want to be like that person? No, I don't want to be. Then why are you letting them give you input that's crazy you're letting them give you ideas and thoughts and you want nothing to be close to them if whatever they tell you you should almost do the exact opposite but yet we still let these people sit at our table i'm not saying you disown your family you disown all that but you know what you do you do distance yourself you you maybe you put your boundaries up you got to know your boundaries where it is and then what you've got to do is got to go to places you've never been and never go in order to meet other people to get your circle change your circle Change your circle, change those who, you know, if, if somebody has the lifestyle you want, go talk to that person, meet them for coffee. A lot, pe a lot of people are really open to share their story, mm -hmm. uh, share their expertise, uh, because what, people just love talking about themselves, right? Here's a, yeah, oh, <laughs> people sure. love talking yes. about themselves. Well, and here's the thing is, doing what you do every single day right now the same exact way, you are not going to find that those other people. You have to do stuff differently. You can't sit there every day and be like, oh, I just need to run into that person. If you're not doing something different, then you're not going to start meeting different people. Mm -hmm. If you're not investing the time to say, like, for instance, Zach, you know, like just use an example, say two or three events a week. Are you going out to two or three events nights a week for a young professional event or a maybe a radio association event or something, meeting sure. other people, right? Like, like go to those. Mm -hmm. Just don't go home and... To watch the Netflix show, and, and I'm not saying this is actually because we've never talked right, about this. Right, no, just an I'm example. I'm just saying yes. an example <laughs> is make those changes. Yeah. Find stuff that if you are in business and want to be better in business, there are all kinds of networking events. Go to them. When I was 19, 20 years old, I was at one every single night, and I was always out meeting people, and everybody would say, oh, I'm lucky because I met so-and-so. Five nights a week, I was out doing that. I wasn't watching TV shows at home. Right, and clearly it didn't work out for you. Exactly. <laughs> not at all. So... I'm gonna. I just want to quit. You got to change who's sitting at the, sitting at your table, and you, you got to change what's coming in your thoughts, in your mind, and your in your in your feelings with it all. To to in, in order to to put your boundaries up and and move forward and get through it. We're at the end of this year, and we got to be able to forge through next year 
and make those changes that you've been saying you're going to make every dadgum year. It's time to do it. Well, yeah, I think it's a challenge to everyone to just evaluate who's sitting at your table. Yep. Who's sitting at your table? Who is going in the same direction you are in this next year? And who's not? And who's not? Maybe you need to change some seats up, let some people go, and what, add some people to the table. What better time to reflect than the end of the year? Perfect. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, we're going to be back here in a minute for the third segment of Second Shot. Now that's what I call ignorance on fire. More of Second Shot with Keith Oaks still to come. Ignorance on Fire, a journey of failing your way to success. It is time for you to finally go get my book. You can get it in a hard copy. You can get it through reading it on your iPad or your Kindle. And you can also get it with this beautiful redneck voice of mine in audiobook style at audible.com or anything like that. So amazon.com, you can download the Kindle or paper and you can get it on the audiobook style. You've been hearing us talk about it forever and you've been trying to sit there and tell your friends, I'm going to get it one day. Today is the day. Go get it. And it will change your life. Get after it today. Ignorance on Fire, a journey of failing your way to success, written by none other than myself. Thank you, love you, and go pick it up today. Stop. Go. Now. Kick off your boots or suit up. The choice is yours. Welcome back to Second Shot on RNCN. You got the redneck trying to speak some Spanish, and it gets into all kinds of like, pobrecita goes to cobracita. Because I can't speak right as it is. Uh, to be fair, believe it or not, after working this long with headphones, I'm a little hard of hearing, so maybe I just misheard. But You didn't mishear him. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what he said. That yeah. is what he said. Nobody can ever understand me. Um, you know, the third segment here, we typically take listener emails, but we want to kind of get into a little bit with Marisol the second time we have him on our show, getting into kind of some of that and just, uh, in general, some some stuff we were kind of talking about earlier Um and and seeing what Zach and Matt maybe had some questions that they yeah. wanted to hit with Marisol, I wanted I wanted to corroborate with you for a minute sure. because it's not often I get to see, like talk to somebody who works with Heath. Um, last person I really got to talk to is Robert Halbert. We mentioned him last episode, which by the way I did a little research. Episodes eighteen or thirty six of this show, he's on it. They're great. Check them out. Yeah, good episodes. Robert's fantastic. Um, yeah, so I want to ask you a couple questions about the Go man, the myth, the legend, Heath Oaks, because I do believe he's everything he claims this he is. This makes me nervous. I'm just curious if he actually is everything he mm. claims he is. So first things first, Heath's got some non-traditional kind of traditions in, in, in his family, I think. He's, he's got kind of a, a unique way of approaching life, and one of the things you had mentioned in our last episode was seeing somebody from your, from your own experience come into Heath's company and 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 become something bigger than themselves. Go from nothing to something. Heath, something Heath claims he can do with almost anybody if they have the right attitude. Of course, absolutely. Um, Heath has said before that he would take. I mean, one one time we we did the guy interview. that was dropped. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, I think about him all the time. There, we did a, we did a show an article about a guy who I don't remember the episode. Does he work at McDonald's or worked at Brahms and Brahms, Brahms and he walked to walk, work. Walk and Heath, on the air, was like, I don't know if you're hearing this, but if somebody who knows him can send this episode, like, I will offer him a job right now, like, to come in and interview with me. Let's do it. Is that something you would think Heath would do? Does that sound out of the realm of possibility? No, absolutely not. So I will tell you that in our business, it's 100% commission role, sales role. Um, we look for people with grit. We look with, for people with impeccable work ethic. So somebody who's willing to walk 10 miles to get to work tells me that they're not going to let anything get in their way to be successful. So it's all about mindset. Um, and would you say not only would I hire them, but I would probably 
hunt for those type of people? Absolutely all day, every day. That yeah. That is something that we look for. We want that person who, number one, probably hasn't been given an opportunity. They have, probably haven't thought or dreamed of anything outside of that box of Brahms. Mm-hmm. But we want to be able to give them an opportunity to make more money than they've ever made in their in their life with that same work ethic. And I don't care what they look like, dress right. like, or anything. Yeah. Marisol, yeah. I'll tell you, I don't care if they are in holy whatever. That does not deter me at all. Get your haircut and a suit. We'll be on our way. Yeah. You know what? We, we've had to retrain some of our managers in mm-hmm. our offices really? to, to think past Think past. I used to have some managers who would turn people away. Oh, they're not properly dressed. You haven't even spoken to them. Right. They made it here today, so let's give them an opportunity. That's Absolutely. a big. That's a big one. And I, and I actually do have a question more towards that, but I want to get into some other things first. Sure. Where does Heath Oaks land? I don't know if he's. I'm sure he has to express this to you. What is Heath Oaks' opinion on meetings? They have to be worth the time, but they're a waste of time if you have a whole bunch of them. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, that sounds about right. That's we about, have the least amount of meetings of any territory. It's about where it's about where I'm at. We too, have honestly. the least amount of meetings across the nation, probably than any other territory. Um, See, I feel like a lot of people think that's a bad thing. A lot, a lot of people would immediately assume, oh, well, something must be wrong. Well, we kick everybody's butt, so right. <laughs> we've been staying. <laughs> we stay at the top of the chart, so I yeah. disagree. We have them when they're absolutely necessary, like business planning meetings for sure. the next year. How are we going to re-strategize? Mm-hmm. Those are things that are important. But we, we communicate. We communicate very often. If right. we, if I'm out and I see something that's not working properly, if he's out and he sees a place where I need mm-hmm. to help pick up the ball, our counterparts, Jerry and Robert, same thing. We all communicate. Mm-hmm. Just not a bunch of non-necessary meetings. Anybody who may not have seen the video version of this show, which is available on YouTube, check it out. People who maybe only listen to podcasts traditionally uh, may not have. They've heard us talk about Heath's incredible outfits uh, and dress wear, uh, may not have seen it for themselves. You can check it out. <laughs> is anybody at this company better dressed than Heath Oaks? That's a hard one. Is it? I, I wouldn't really think it is. is. The, guy, the man dresses to he, the nines. He's like, yeah, always I'm to the nines. Yeah. He, everybody talks about Heath and the way he dresses. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does that for a number of reasons, if you really listen and sit and talk to him about the whys behind it. Mm-hmm. But right. it's definitely, it's a, people people talk about his dress all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the driving factors behind the why he does it makes sense. When he, he walks in a room, when we recruit, People look at him and and they want to know why. What does he do? They want to get to the place where he's at. Right. And this is one of the fascinating things about you, Heath, is that when I think of somebody in another room talking about me in any capacity, I get paranoid. I get a little spooked. I'm like, wait, wait, what do they think about me? Like they're expressing themselves to somebody else. They're sharing opinions. It's a little weird. You said uh, last episode, I think maybe earlier this episode, you were like, just put it all out on the table. I don't Just be you. I don't care. Yeah. And once it's all out there, what are you going to do to me? Um, so yeah, how do you feel about that? I do. I put everything out there. You can't. There's nothing that 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 Marisol would bring up and say that I don't already know, or or I wouldn't be. I mean, I, I throw everything. Everything I have is a hundred percent. I mean, the title of my book is "Failing My Way to Success." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's true. like I'm just saying. Look, I did fail a lot. Like I, I'll own that. I'm okay with that. And I think that, um, you know, having living in your truth is a lot freeing because I'm not worried about um, you asking these questions, Marisol. Because I know I am, I am, I, I strive to be the things I speak on. Do I fail on a regular basis and and not and, you know and not become and not stand up and be in the leader I need to be at times? Yes, I do. But I do believe that everybody that works with me knows the majority of the time I, I'm doing what I say I'm going to do. I fail just like everybody else, but 
I don't worry about what people would say or not say. And 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 I don't it, it, it nothing, you know, your opinion of me either way is not going to affect my life. Mm. I'm not going to let you affect me. I was going to say one of the things I think key things in working with him that really stands out in terms of kind of perfecting what we call our story in our world and yeah. why we got to where we are and so forth was Heath goes, you always have to tell the bad parts of your story too because that makes you more authentic than anyone in terms of people have to know that you failed in life and it gains a certain piece of trust. And I totally agree about that because people only see what they see standing in front of them. Mm-hmm. And so they have to understand where you came from. And that's one of the most powerful stories or pieces of recruiting, at least for my role, is being able to be genuine in who I am. Same thing with him. Mm-hmm. It's so genuine and people go, oh, so you always haven't been that guy wearing the Rolex and the fancy suits and so forth. You came from you the know, trailer house. You came from a trailer. So it becomes very authentic. One of the things I, I like most about doing this show with you, Heath, is is your non you have this brilliant co- sorry, you have this brilliant combination of traditional business mindset mm-hmm. and like radically liberal ideas. And when you work at a company called Colonial Life, you assume it's all <laughs> going to be traditional. Yeah. And it, you have those fundamentals. They're steel yeah. in those walls. But it's different. You have less meetings. You guys have better interaction. You're not judging people based on how they look, but by their character. You're yep. able to look past that and look a little deeper. And I think that's something that maybe wasn't as present back then, but it works now. So when you look at a company like Colonial Life and people immediately assume, which is something mm-hmm. you guys strive not to do every yep. day, that this is traditional, this is by the book, and then you find out, wow, this isn't what I thought. How does Heath Oaks plan to that? He's always uh, pushing the button, right? He's always pushing it outside <laughs> the box. Like, right? Yeah, they're right, pushing He's the button. Out, you yeah. know, we're always trying to create this environment of this is a lifestyle you can have. Yeah. It takes a lot of work. Of but course. it isn't this. It's not the traditional place. We have a lot of fun. We all work hard. But we try to always create that energy, that fun energy around us to push outside of the boxes. But there's a high accountability behind that. There are higher high expectations at all times. But we all push each other to the limit. Mm-hmm. Always. Um, and he drives. I mean, he's our leader. He's at the top of the house. He drives that down all the way down to, yeah. to our managers. But the kicker, too, is is putting of knowing what your foundation of morals and ethics and stuff are and putting people like Marisol around you and, and then letting her do her deal and mm. not, you know, um, I am. I always say, if I'm hiring anybody, if you need to be micromanaged, you won't work with, for me. You will hate me. You will hate me as a boss if you need to be micromanaged. Right. Because I, I could care less what time you come in, where you go. What do I have? I ever asked you any of that? Never, ever, ever. Never. Right. <coughs> I don't. I don't care. As long as I because do my job. Your results speak for themselves. <laughs> She's yes, going for exactly. her first three years. Will be number one in the country. Yeah. Why would I mess with that? <laughs> Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which do is, you, like do, I said, it's a liberal attitude. Yeah. Like it is. Yeah. Do what you want. Yeah. And it works. It shows. But but it's the result. If she didn't have the results, it wouldn't be that of way. Of course. You know, yeah. that, that's the difference. That's where that, that's where that's got to come into is it's, it's a, um, I believe, and, and then I put people like Marisol around me that have the same foundational core character beliefs. We, be, we have the same foundational beliefs of right and wrong, what our morals are, what boundaries be pushing all that, Right. Um, and when you do that, I think you have the ability to be open-minded 
to all of the things outside of it, and you're not going to be scared of what that could get you to because you, you're never going to leave the foundation that you're grounded in. Last question, because we're almost out of time. Heath, like you said, uh, you'll be in Idaho when this goes out, uh, rolling down a ski slope on a snowboard. And my wife is going gracefully next What to do me. you figure the odds are Heath Oaks comes back with like a broken leg or broken arm? You know that's arm? funny that you say oh, that. Over under. We'll very high. Were, I, I, am, I anticipate him coming back with broken something. Over a fracture, yeah, I mean, a sprain. I, uh, I had hip surgery at 27. Right. So who's to say I'm a... <laughs> Snowboarding in a, in a hip that I had I'm waiting for the social media of Jenny at the yeah. top of the mountain and you rolling down, hitting a tree. Oh, oh I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. It'll be such a treat. If there's one thing Heath Oaks, I is, think the you odds do it are 110% every time you will go down that mountain. Yeah, and it'll be great. The odds are, are very high that I come back injured of some sort. <laughs> That's okay. You have an accident policy. You'll yes, be all I, right. do, I do have an accident <laughs> policy with Colonial Life. Oh, wow. And I'll get paid for that accident. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes they're just stupid for giving me that policy. <laughs> It's like they did not they take account known. for me in the risk yeah. department, right? Uh, not Marisol, thank you for taking the time to come on and, and, and join us today and uh, not telling, me. not throwing too much dirt out on me. No. Um, but uh, tell them where, they, where can they find you at? You can find me um, on Instagram at everydayisgreat. Uh, Marisol Beltran, talent finder on LinkedIn. Um, and then my first name, last name on Facebook. Um, I think that's all streams of social media for me right now. Okay. It Ignorance on Fire or at Heath Oaks or HeathOaks.com, anywhere like that when you look it up and and um, you can find me somewhere and reach out to me. And SecondShotCast at gmail.com. Shoot us an email, anything you got, thoughts, questions, or anything like that. The end of the year coming up, we got some really exciting stuff coming up in January along with um, some really fun stuff um, coming up for February for our one-year anniversary. Some pretty big-name guests that I'm really looking forward to. So, Thank you guys for sharing. I hope you all have a Merry Christmas and and really going into it with that positive atmosphere. This year be a great year that everybody that you're with, you know, go, go even the ones that, that you don't like, like go make it a point to make be a star and a shine in their life. Like 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 go into this Christmas season and, and make the people who don't like you have anxiety with, go make an extra point to make it special for them. See what happens. Crazy things may happen. Love y'all. Have a Merry Christmas and we'll see you next week on Second Shot.